Hola, mi gente. My name is Jessica Yanez, and I want you to join me for some wine and chisme. The Wine and Chisme podcast was created to amplify voices across communities of color, all while drinking a glass of wine. From wine talk, interviews, and recaps of all things pop culture, join me every Wednesday for the chisme. Please make sure to check out the Wine and Chisme podcast and other amazing podcasts as part of the Latina Podcasters Network. Welcome to Pili, Raul, and La Musica, supported by Sure Microphones and Jack Daniels. For more information, follow us at Pili, Raul, and La Musica. Welcome to Pili Raul La Musica Virtual, presented by Jack Daniels. Our very special guest today is the one and only DJ, remixer, producer, and absolutely amazing human being, El Señor Poderoso, Mr. Power. Yay. Thank you very much. <laughs> All the way from Venezuela uh, via Miami, Florida. How's it going, mm -hmm. Mr. Power? ¿Cómo estás? Super bien. It's a pleasure to be here, you know, connecting with amazing friends. I'm seeing uh, the whole spectrum of people connected to the to the experience. And I don't know, I'm very happy, very happy to be here. You know, I'm happy about all the challenges that I've been going through for the past 60 days. Wow. This is nothing. What happened today is nothing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's refreshing to say that you're happy with the challenges so let's yeah. just jump right in it what challenges have you encountered during these uh interesting times wow challenges many the first is that you know i had to stop working 100 percent. so there's no um venues there's no concerts nothing going on and i was just coming from uh mexico city when i was doing the the edc mexico And that's crazy because that was, I think, it was uh, like 120,000 people Whoa. or 200,000. Wow. I think, yeah, 200,000. The whole festival for three days and then going from that to isolation. <laughs> A little drastic, something. right? Yeah, that was very drastic. It was literally from 100 to zero. And I, I can relate, yes. you know, all the DJs out there, you know, that come to depend on festivals like. EDC or Coachella or even just the nightclubs because in Miami you also hold down residencies and those are now gone you know obviously because we can't have people in nightclubs and this current situation but that's like the regular right. gig for for most DJs out there and it goes the same for like any kind of you know traveling and touring artists you know it's all been shut down so how have you stayed creative without going insane these days what have you been doing Well, it's, it's crazy because, you know, I've been busier than before the pandemic. And uh, I don't know what's, what's going on, but there's, there's like an ex a rush for learning, learning new things, learning about streaming ways to connect with, uh, with my crowd through live streams to chats, all kinds of crazy stuff, Zoom, um, Things that, that were not necessarily part of my everyday life or, or my plans, plans for the future. But, you know, since this started, you know, it's, it's, been, it's all been rushed into 
webinar through webinar, learning about new stuff, and also, of course, uh, taking care of the people around me, making sure everybody's okay, everybody's safe, everybody's, uh, you know, mentally stable to, to be able to keep, uh, keep up with what's going on, with all the fear and all this, you know, trying to, to get that all out of the way. And, of course, you know, I'm, I'm at home with my wife, with Claudia, and my cat and <laughs> it's not really very different from uh from what's an everyday life uh day of mr power uh during weekdays versus you know like when i'm performing from thursday to sunday usually and that's when the 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 change comes but you know it's it's like having a whole monday through wednesday only you know week day after day after day after day so because you would basically go from like your house to the studio studio house exactly got it that's the only change and uh, you know taking a lot of time to do work at home and we've been creating an amazing you know garden and spot to to spend uh, time with friends not yet but coming <laughs> uh, <laughs> keeping that social distance Exactly, and that's that's actually that actually became the set for Powerful Sundays. You know, the the live stream I do every Sunday. Billy mentioned that you're a producer, you're a remixer, you're a DJ, you're all these things. You're also uh, an amazing graphic designer. You're also an amazing cook. So all these things are <laughs> kind of like starting to to show themselves because we follow you on on the, on the social media. And we see all these things that you're doing. So like talking about Powerful Sundays, your Instagram that you do live every Sunday evening, it, it's exactly that. You see like these amazing graphics that are floating by and the colors and everything that comes into the entire presentation of what Mr. Power is. So they go hand in hand. How do you bring it all together? It's interesting because uh, for now, it's, it's, it feels round, the whole experience of actually letting people in because that's the only way to stay connected. You know, I was a little bit more private before the pandemic, um, but now it's 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 more about the social experience of Mr. Powell. What is it that I do? You know, I'm a human. I have a cat. I have a <laughs> wife. I cook. I do all kinds of stuff. So people want to relate to that story too so you know for me it's 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 a it's a pleasure to share different i've been sharing a lot of uh recipes with friends through whatsapp doing like small videos sending them recipes because everybody's at home and for somebody that doesn't know how to cook eh, that's the biggest challenge at this time but for me you know that i'm just going crazy creative <laughs> you know putting things together even baking that that was not my thing but it, it actually <laughs> <laughs> started being so you you're originally from venezuela and you moved to miami over 20 years ago so you're half venezuelan half miami and uh mm -hmm. tell us a little bit about growing up your background were you always aiming to be part of the music industry or was that something that miami kind of flourished in you growing up in venezuela was a thing because basically there was a lot of music going on there's a lot of, of Caribbean power, you know, in my town, Puerto La Cruz. And those times, growing up in the 80s, you know, it was all about Fania, all about Wilfrido Vargas, you know, all the pop era of Venezuelan artists like uh, Ricardo Montaner, Franco De Vita, uh, Giordano. And um, 
besides that, I have the influence of, of my actual taste for music, which was rock. So I, I had all the ACDC, <laughs> the Bon Jovi, Zeppelin, Beatles on me. And then and, 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 and that was what created a tropical rocker. That's how <laughs> I, I name it because, you know, it's, it's very hot in my city and I was still dressing black you know long hair all that but it was, it was a suffering to be quite honest <laughs> to be a rocker in my town um, but you got you had to play the role yeah i mean it's part of the of the whole thing you know you have you have hipster nowadays with beanies you know in in a hundred degree weather summer <laughs> yeah <laughs> exactly so and then man then you you get to miami and now you know the black is gone i see your your you know the color orange resonates so much with you and yeah. uh, i'm looking at you wear like this beautiful blue shirt right now with pollitos with little chickens and eggs <laughs> it's all about yep. the color now you know and how did the change to miami influence the sound and the music that you uh, were experiencing that you were getting into and that you were enjoying well that's an interesting change because i went from being part of, you know I'm, I'm a regional drummer for rock and i have multiple bands including de facto and sonico which was the latest project and uh, then i started getting more interested in music production by myself you know being a band it's a thing you know i was very hyperactive with the intention of, of, of going towards music all the time. And uh, being in a band, it, it, you know, it takes four wheels to move a car, not one or two. So slightly, I, I took a, a, a right turn to study music production and started you know, creating my own sound through, through music, through electronic music. And, and for me, it was a, it's a, it was a big change because I was switching from being just a drummer played by ear all the instrument i play is by ear to start creating melodies you know playing bass line keyboards uh, learning about new instrument and and creating a new sound for me that 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 was a spark in my life it was a new discovery for a music chapter that before that it was it was very dependent into other musicians to be able to to enjoy a music experience so that brought a lot of color to my life that that was like the end of a mm, kind of depressing end of of the band era because i found a new light into being able to to make from my intention a reality hmm. and be i became a mr power in that way creating music and i was i was djing before that too I was a rock and espanol DJ in English and Spanish. So uh, that's how I started as a DJ. That's also a weird combination. It was very weird to mix that too. But it actually went really smooth. Then it's, I started incorporating all the, the different um, elements from the subconscious. You know, I have all these memories of salsa, merengue, eh, cumbia, Coming from from my abuela's experience, uh, being there, uh, dancing with con la tía, and the music that my father used to listen, my mom, also my brothers, my older brothers, you know, they were into the 70s, 80s music. So I, I got a lot of the disco too. I got a lot of the electronic, the the Euro uh, sound, because that was a thing in Venezuela for some reason, maybe because of all the immigrants uh, coming from, from Spain, from Italy. And um, 
But I, I was that was not my thing when I started making music by myself at Mr. Power. I wanted to create something very housey, minimalistic, more uh, like a Berlin sound, kind of buka shade, mm -hmm. very instrumental. But man, you know, every time I I, I I did a song, it went the other way around, you know. So, tenía la base de house, great, but then I, I ha, it has a lot, always shakers and cowbells and percussion <laughs> and all this. So y, you, y se volvió una fiesta, so <laughs> something that was supposed to be like very, you know, elegant in place, then it started like, <laughs> so, <laughs> so basically weird. you couldn't get away from the tropical latin rhythms right yeah um but was that again just so I, so i'm clear with the timeline was that once you came to miami was that more prevalent once you came to miami i will describe it as accessing my subconscious when i started producing because Latin music was not really like my choice when i was growing up i was more as i said you know into rock even Dio and all this, you know, symphonic rock and weird stuff. Very nice, very nice. And then later on, you know, I was a lot of into the, the 90s grunge with Alice in Chains, Pearl Jam, Soundgarden. I still am. <laughs> um, but that, that was not really my choice to create original music as Mr. Power for some reason. First of all, because I wanted to do something a little more electronic. And then... You know, as a percussion and drummer, I had that tendency to 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 bring beats into the into the mix, and I and I got this obsession of creating new fusions of sound and mixing cumbia with dub and Brazilian music and boleros and merengue and electro and be able to create a new sound and kind of like like creating a new evolution of, of, of sound and, and that's what I name electropico because that involves the whole experience of of the tropics. That's where all the juice, the flavor music wise is around the world. So that experience globally, you know, including Bangra, eh, Kuduru, dance hall, cumbia, cha cha cha. That's part of the tropics. So it's it's the, I got that name to round up what I wanted to do musically. And the electropico, it's it's been my signature sound, a Miami sound, and and it's a thing for Mr. Power. And you mentioned at, at the beginning that one of your missions was to create your own genre, which you did, which is electropico. Mm -hmm. But when was it because obviously it took you a while to discover your sound you know you came from a more emo rock then electronic and then finally your subconscious one with the tropical sounds from from your native country when did yeah. you decide okay this is my sound i have found my voice that was 2008 and that That was actually the year when I started uh, building the experience of Soundtrack, the first album for Mr. Power, which is a more instrumental album. It only has um, one vocal guest, which is Itawi Correa from Locos por Juana, in one of the songs called Cumbión del Sur. And that was the album that was my my flag to get out of the of the rock scene and to jump from the DJ scene to the actual producer, musician scene. 
Um, and I went, you know, from zero. I started from zero. I, I hired a new PR, um, Ryan Romana from uh, San Francisco, good friend of mine, and Jessica Weaver, which who I see, you know, here in the in the chat, also was involved in the process, and it started creating a name from zero, from scratch. And I had a background from from my band Sonico, and I had a background from the website I was uh, uh, directing, which was Fabrica Inc. Fabrica Link. So I decided to go from zero. My name is Toto Gonzalez. Mr. Power is my name, and this is the music I make. And from that point on, you know, I started touring the U.S. You know, I, I did all kinds of shows, basically as a DJ set. I traveled by bus, I traveled by plane, I had good hotel, bad hotel, this, that. <laughs> but I was I was actually living the life, you know, as an independent artist, <laughs> you know, my own my own project, you know, I, I had a, a flag, you know, Tomas Cookman also opened the doors for for the LAMC to do a showcase with that's I think that's where That's where we, we met. met, yeah. Probably. Yeah. Exactly. And um it was it was very uh important in my life because after that whole i will say six seven months i got a an actual you know nomination for latin grammy best alternative album that was <laughs> wow after 20 years of making music you know i guess this kind of recognition from my first album is like what was it that people were waiting for something new something different and they didn't know how to categorize your music like you were calling it electropico which is obviously the name that you yeah. came up with but when you know like a dj from me like when i heard of you and people said like you got to check out this guy mr power and i'm all like okay pw no 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 you don't spell it that way you know it's like <laughs> okay all right it's different it's new it's a it's a mix of all these sounds you know, but it wasn't kind of the easiest thing to to be accessible. How did you overcome some of those challenges by saying, like, look, this is going to be something different, but it's fusing a lot of my uh, kind of roots and the music that I grew up with because nobody else is doing this. It's an interesting part um, that you're saying that because because for many years I, I felt I was living in a gray area. You know, I was too, too Latino for the gringos and too gringos <laughs> for the Latinos. So I was like, oh, I'm, I'm right here. I'm in this, in the middle of, of something. You know, I, I've been in this country for more than 20 years. I love it. I love the music. I love all the influence. I love the hip hop. I love the electronic. But I also like all the cumbia, all the salsa, merengue, labillos. I love Pancho Galán. Eh, toda esta música that's, that has been impactful in my life. So for me, it was, how do I mix this? This actually makes sense for me. If it makes sense for me, there has to be somebody <laughs> that's going to listen to my DJ say, is going to say, wow, I can't believe you mash up this song with this other song. How come you play a Nirvana mixed with cumbia or you do gorillas with a flow that's a little more, you know, into the, into the salsa or, or beat? You know, f that, that, was, that was the thing, you know, I just soy muy terco <laughs> sometimes. No. And then <laughs> como, como buen hombre latino. I have, I, have, oh, I have Claudia laughing here. And that's why I bring that up, because I remember when I first met you, and then I met your wife, Claudia. She goes, oh, my God, este era un terco que no te imaginas. So, you know, it makes sense. But, you know, that's the thing. You stuck to your guns, and you stuck to your vibe, and you pushed forward. 
you know, and that's where I wanted to know, like, what were some of the challenges that kind of came to you to propel the sound forward and not give up? What would be the difference between terco and, and passionate and perseverant? It's all the same That's to me. I relate, more with that. <laughs> I relate more with that with that world. We, we like passionate better Maybe than it's an terco. Excuse. We like passionate better than terco. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, it's been a, a ride to actually be able to defend the sound and, and check out all these different mixes. And it's, it's interesting because nowadays when you hear the the urban sounds, the Latinx sound, it, it has a lot of that. It has a lot of... Uh, of the mix of electronic and you know you, when you hear the tracks from Tiny he uses a lot of synth he uses a lot of different 808s 909 you know 606 drum machines not necessarily sticking to reggaeton patterns but it's a it's, it's it sounds more into the different um, evolution of, of urban sounds even J Balvin or Rosalia you know all all amazing artists and and I relate to that and I, f I don't feel alone because mm. for now it's it's it feels like there's more people joining the party joining you know call it however you want to call it you know i call it electropico but for me you know it all makes sense in my dj set when i'm playing i can play a j bobbing i can play you know the weekend i can play all kinds of different music and it makes sense I, or at least i try to mix it in a way that will make sense for me and for you right I was one of the questions that I wanted to ask you was that like once you create your own genre, you know, do you want people to become part of that movement? It's probably a yes, you know, but we don't really hear of anybody else doing electropico, but we do hear of reggaeton and trap and like all these fusions that other people are doing that are under the label urban. Yeah. But it's really electropico in a way. And I would say like you're the father of that. Do you feel like you've kind of like been robbed of that title? Or like what's your take on this whole new artists that are kind of electropico, but don't necessarily categorize themselves in that genre? I think uh, it's, it's, you know, the electropico is an art statement at the end of the day. That's the way I describe my music. That's part of my... Of, of the way I, I I found my voice to it, I I welcome anybody to be able to uh, to label their sound as electropico. I don't mind, you know. It's it's it would be an honor, you know. It's like mumbatón or tropical bass and all these sounds. It's it's fine. At the end of the day, I go more for the beat, you know. How how can I make you dance? How can I actually make you? feel something different musically you know the way you compose different uh, melodies you combine different sounds you know and i applaud all this uh, this guy you know producer saga white black tiny you know balvin hay muchísimo at the end of the day el guincho yeah. is master of yeah, this he's on great. fire yeah. That leads me to ask about your albums, because obviously you produce your own original music. And like you said, your sound has even transformed quite a bit from when you were just a DJ. Then you started bringing in percussions. Then you started bringing in musicians, guest vocalists. And it started to evolve into something different. And you have now several albums later. But also you mentioned, you know, artists like The Weeknd and El Guincho and all these different remixes and mashups that you do. What do you prefer to do, mm -hmm. your original stuff or the mashups? And where do they kind of intersect? That's a tough question, my friend. I, I think I like 
everything, you know. I, I like to create music from scratch. I also love to r make remixes of, of things that were already created and then... One of the first things you passed me on was a remix that you did of The Cure and The Weeknd. And that just blew my mind. And that's really what kind of like, oh my God, this guy is onto something really different, really new and really fresh. And then I started hearing your own original music and I'm like, wow, it's almost a little bit to the left of that even. So that's why I kind of wondered, like, where do you prefer to land, you know, on the remixes, on the mashups or on the more original stuff? Well, as an artist, I, I, I've been growing up in different ways and... Um from soundtrack to to orange there's a big difference because you know it w soundtrack was a a very lonely experience creating music no judgment nobody involved with it and then i switched that experience with orange to something that was the total opposite you know every song has a as a guest singer have 14 songs i have songs in English, Spanish, Portuguese, Creole, and it was a very multicultural uh, concept uh, as an album. And then after that, which actually became a, a touring show, I remember Jack Daniels, you know, from those days, because I did a whole Jack Daniels tour with Kinky, I did it with Julieta Venegas, I did a show with Amigos Invisibles, I did uh, all the shows with... Um, I remember, Mala, yeah, I saw you in L.A. Mala I Rodriguez. think you were opening for Julieta. Correct, yeah. correct. So, you know, it's, it's, it's been a whole ride. And nowadays, I, I, it's funny. I'm going to tell you a story because when I started as Mr. Power, I wanted to do a solo project, just me as a DJ, producer, blah, blah, blah. Then in Orange, I started incorporating more people, you know, to the mix. And then I slightly became came a band again and started <laughs> dealing with band problems and say no and egos <laughs> what am i doing blah 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 and now i'm actually releasing more stuff that as is, it goes more into the two worlds that mr power lives in which is the music producer and the DJ set. So I'm, I'm creating more tracks that are ready for the dance floor and are ready for, for that, you know, dancing experience and not necessarily attached to a, a, an actual band or live show. It's more like a DJ performance. And I think I'm liking that a little bit more. Also, you know, the experience of creating albums, I, I cut that a little bit. I'm, I'm creating more like uh, singles. And remixes. The latest I've done it was a the track Respira, which is the name of the of the drink uh, we created here uh, with Mirela Chesa from Ecuador, and then I released Agua with uh, Musiana, and I created a, a remix for the for Diplo for his latest album called Higher Ground. Was the only Latino involved with that um, in that group of remixers. Um, what else have I done? A lot of remixes for Amigos Invisibles and keeping it fresh, keeping it, keeping it fun at the end of the day. You know, I'm, I'm very, um, you're like a sponge. You're like absorbing everything you can. <laughs> I want to, I want to be able to achieve the best of my life experience. And I came 
with this huge word that's called joy. I want to live joy to the max as a musician, as a DJ, as a performance, as a husband, as a father for my cat. <laughs> you know, I want to bring joy to everything I touch. And that's a challenge because not necessarily artists are always you know, stable emotionally, you know, there's up and downs, there's a lot of egos and then this, you know, all kinds of anxiety. So for me, I want to actually live in that world. I want to live connected to the, to joy and bring joy to the people and be able to have that exchange of energy towards that, towards that sound of current where I can actually enjoy to the max what I'm doing as an artist. Well, and it's very evident because not only have you created your own sound, but you've really created your own world with your cartoon, <laughs> you know, your avatar, your colors, um, the way you dress, the images you use, all of that. You've really like Mr. Power is a world that you've created and it's absolutely full of joy. So whether you did that directly or indirectly, dude, mission accomplished. Mm -hmm. Totally. One hundred percent, because that little picture As soon as you see your little cartoon, everybody knows exactly who that is. And you mentioned the word joy. And that's the thing that I see the most about you. Like, it's always a happy, positive, uplifting sound that you bring. Whether it's like kind of a cumbia vibe, whether it's a merengue vibe, or even the house vibe. Like you brought up mumbaton. I mean, I love that sound. But then you bring in more of that cumbia flavor. And it's like, it's just taking it to a whole new level. It's like sprinkling different spices from around the world into your music and it sounds just lovely and how has the response been to that sound in miami these days i'm in an area called winwood miami that's the art district and um i've been here probably like around eight years i would say and for a long time i was not able to perform actually in Wynwood bars and clubs and all that because as I said I was too Latino <laughs> for the gringos and too gringos for the Latinos and I've been I've been playing this type of sound for for a long time the Electropico so little by little I started um, educating and 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 I was starting I will say El Patio from from here from Wynwood they they opened the door to the type of sound I, I was DJing to. And they were okay to actually accept 100% of whatever I wanted to play. And that was that was a trick that made Wynwood very special. If you go around now, you know, there's a lot of similar sounds going on at the same time. For me, that's a joy. That's a yeah. blessing. It's like, yeah, you, you <laughs> we broke conquered ground. this yeah, exactly. area. Yeah, man. <laughs> We conquered this area and this challenge of being a little resistant, you know, poquito rebelde with my sound brought a new experience of music to Miami and to different areas. And now there's, you know, I see a lot of friends. I made a lot of friends through DJ sets and all that and from DJs from all over the world, you know, come to Miami, of course, and they party and they come to wherever Mr. Power is playing. For me, that's a blessing, man. <laughs> I like to share. I like to to be able to to have people connect with this this sound and these roots and you know we as immigrants we bring a lot of stuff not only the culture the music the, the traditions there's so many things uh, for me growing up in Venezuela 
I mean, tú tienes cosas de Europa, from you have things from from America, from United States, and from different countries. From you know, for me, it makes sense because in my city there's a lot of Italian, Spaniards, and then we have the immigrants from Chile, from Argentina. So I grew up listening to Charlie Garcia and so Estéreo, and we had Sentimiento Muerto from Venezuela and all these bands. But it was it was something that you know. You, It was like living in Miami because I was discovering new things that all these immigrants brought to to my city, to Puerto La Cruz. And, you know, pretty much that's what happened when I came to Miami. You know, I started learning more about Cuban music, about Colombian music, Puerto Rican. And it's for me, it's, it's a very important destination, Miami, music-wise. I defend Miami. It's my city. <laughs> you know, I, I, could, I could be your ambassador. You know, I would like to take you in a tour when you come to Miami, show you all the <laughs> all the spots. Some of you might not know this, but uh, Mr. Power and I became good friends from the minute I sat down to interview him the first time, which was some years ago at the Latin Grammys. I was there yeah. um, working and interviewing artists and, and I interviewed Mr. Power and I was like, oh my God, this guy is amazing. And then I met Claudia, who is his wife. And I do have to mention her because You mention her a lot as well, and I think a lot of artists tend to not speak about their team and how important it is to have a like that big of a support, especially when it's your life partner and how much she brings to the table and how you guys create together. So tell us about that process of having such an amazing creative woman next to you and how she's helped you in your career. Imagine I have somebody next to me that actually listened to me, to, that actually dreams next to me about all these crazy ideas I have in my head, either with graphics, with music, with experiences. She's an artist too. She's, she's an amazing photographer, videographer. Um, she does amazing illustrations with my inner master. And it's, it's been, we, we've been together 21 years, half my life with, with Claudia, and she knows me extremely well, and I know her extremely well, and we take care of each other. And that's a beautiful thing. That's yeah. another level of love. It's not just, you know, the sex, the passion, the love besitos and all that. That's important too, but to actually be partners in life, you know. I know she takes care of me the best way possible and I take care of her the best way possible and that's a, a very important part if you see what's been going on during this uh, COVID-19 um, mm -hmm. situation the life the, the, the powerful Sundays you see Claudia performing with me a hundred percent she brings this amazing production of You know, she has the mop and the chickens and the napkins. And, you know, it's, that's, a, that's a teamwork, making this party, you know, a whole experience. And, and I know she loves that. And she's probably crying right now. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I see a few of the people in the chat, like Jenny, saying, preach it, Mr. Power, preach it. Because, it, it, you know, that's what it comes down to. You got to look out for that person that's by your side that's going to be your number one champion. So uh, I love both of you. You two are beautiful human beings. And, and you guys are both are on that same mission, which is what's really incredible. Because she 
really is your number one fan. And to see that, you know, on a day in, day out basis, it's just amazing to see. So love to both of you. Yeah, you guys are couple goals. And for those of you listening, please check out Claudia Calle because she is as creative and as awesome as Mr. Power. And you guys make mm -hmm. a solid, inspiring team. So thank oh, yeah. you mm -hmm. for that, too. You mentioned the mob. You mentioned some of your characters. So be before we continue, like, let's talk a little, a little bit more about this world, the Mr. Power world. Where did the mob come from? For those of you who don't know, Mr. Power, please explain the little mob and, and, <laughs> and some of the characters that belong to your world. Well, that's, that's part of this isolation process. You know, it's Claudia and me at home working with... <laughs> You know, Claudia lays on haircut, al mob, le pone sunglasses. She's thinking about making a boob job to the to the mob. <laughs> and the chickens that we, we have on um, on the set, you know, they started drinking. Oh. I, mean, I don't know where that's going, but, you know, they're kind of tipsy all the time and, and going crazy. And it's just fun, man. Just, you know, we, we created something from scratch. That's Powerful Sundays. Uh, it, it was to take the experience of something I do in Miami called Sancocho Sundays, which is a, a, we do an actual Sancocho, a soup, you know, Latin American soup, happy hour. And, and that's, that's something that's been going on in El Patio. It's probably like around four years now. And uh, it's just a, a boom, and an amazing experience where, where we actually... Uh, you know, dance and, and, and connect through a soup that's very uh, uh, Latin American. Um, in many countries, you know, it's, it's very homey. It's a, it's a, so we took the experience of Powerful Sundays to do it at home where we created everything con las uñas, pretty much. What do we have here in stock at the house that we can actually uh, put together as a, as a prop and, and you know, Do you, do you by any chance have the mop with you? Because some people are asking. I'm showing if you guys. Oh, no. uh, this is this is on Mr. Power's Instagram. That's Mr. Power and the mop. She's kind of sexy. Yeah. I can totally see her with a boob job. Maybe two oranges Correct. can work us. <laughs> Or you have a song called Watermelon. Maybe two watermelons. They might be too big for the mop. <laughs> Claudia quería traerlo. So yo le dije, no, no. Pili quiere hablar de eso. Maybe not. No, I just, I, I just truly love the fact that you, again, it's, it's, it's <laughs> Mr. Power is more than a DJ. You are creating this whole world. And whenever we see you perform, we are introduced into this world. And it's just a freaking blast. So, you know, I love you. You know, I'm a big fan from the very first love time I met you. And I met you as a music journalist and an artist. And then we've become friends and... I love the fact that you keep growing, that you keep expanding, and that your creativity is nonstop. Yeah, I've been thinking about how am I going to reincorporate into my regular DJ gigs <laughs> now that I have so much love and attachment to the mop and the chicken. It's, it's like, wow, am I actually going to go into club without the no, mop? No, you're going to have to bring the mop <laughs> to the DJ booth. I'm going to have to, man. I'm going to have bring to. Bring them on tour. Just like you bring the cowbell at times, you know, okay, you're, you're going to have the mop right there. So, <laughs> By but. the way, kudos and hello to Mr. Jack Daniels right behind you. 
I saw that earlier. Yeah. This guy was involved in the in the release party for Orange, so I have a lot of respect for Jose, you 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 Jack mailed Daniels. him that Jack Daniels so he can put right there. We understand. I that. I'm it's not going to ask uh, Bro, how so, he I got it so or much. where he got it, but I do know that uh, we've done some things with uh, Mr. Power with Jack Daniels a few years ago, so Look what I have. It's right amazing. Here. See? Magic. Oh, Mr. Power is a good friend of Jack. Oh. This is Miralo. Miralo. <laughs> <laughs> you you guys got to give it up for Mr. Power. I know we I've already lost track of time. We're already getting close like to an hour that we've been on with you. But we also do the tradition at room number seven that what do you think, Billy? Can we bring it like to the virtual world? For sure. So at room number seven, we always finish up all of our interviews with seven questions because we're at room number seven. So seven questions. And we ask the same questions to every artist. So the first question is. That you recall, which was the first album, tape, cassette, vinyl, whatever that you bought? Or stole or borrowed. It's all good. El álbum de Súbete a mi moto. Menudo. Yeah. I don't remember the name of that Menudo album. I think it, no, I think it was called Súbete a mi moto, no? I think it was called Súbete uh -huh. a mi moto. That was the first album. And then I combined that. I was doing mashups since day one. I combined that with Men at Work. <laughs> oh, wait, 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 wait. You combined Menudo with Men at Work? Yes. I'm telling you, people, we're, we're dealing with a genius here. Who the hell would have thought Menudo, what Men at Work song? Be now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Men at Work. So I was doing mashups since I was six. And I had like a, like a Sesame Street cassette player. So that, that was my, my rig, a Sesame Street cassette player. And I have the Subete Mimoto tape and the Men at Work uh, tape. So those, was, those were my first two. And then the actual first album I actually bought was El Amor Ya No Existe, De Sentimiento Muerto, one of my favorite rock bands from Venezuela. Nice. Good. Very cool. All right. So the next question is, before a gig, whether it's a DJ set or a live performance, what is your pre-show ritual? My pre-show ritual would be to ask for the light and to be connected with the crowd I'm here to perform, to bring joy and to receive joy to myself and be able to give the best of me for that whole experience. That's to bring the, you know, to ask for the sound current, to bless the people I'm gonna perform and to bless me with the actual power to perform for them. Nice. Beautiful, okay. So the next question would be, who was your first musical crush? And it could be a guy, a woman, whatever. And it could be because you fell in love with their music or you fell in love with their physical beauty. I would say uh, Seis del Solar and Ruben Blades. That was, that was a, a, a big crush. That They had a, an album called Buscando America. And uh, that blew my mind because it was a, a drummer playing salsa. It was uh, Ralph Irizarry, and uh, for me, I, I was I was actually listening to ACDC, you know, Dio, Motley Crue, and all these rock bands. But I I heard to Seis del Solar, Buscando America, El Padre Antonio, and all these tracks, and I say, what? This guy's playing a snare, tom, cymbals, my my same setup into salsa. How does that work? So that was a musical crush for me. Um, 
Very important. And then Draco Rosa changed my life for a long time. Yeah. Very inspiring. One of our first, ep- I think it might have been four too, but yeah, one of our first episodes was with Draco and... Listening to that guy talk is like listening to you talk about joy and him talking about like spirituality and how, you know, everything works in unison and together. And it's like that guy has the power of the word for sure. Just like you. Thank you, man. His great inspiration and a recent crush will be Rosalia. Yeah. What she does is just amazing. And, and well, that's a, that's a musical crush for Rosalia and El Guinch. <laughs> that combination is like <laughs> magic. Powerful. Love it. <laughs> so you have that beautiful bottle of Jack Daniels that you haven't opened yet. Now, if there was one okay. person that you could have a drink, let's say that Jack Daniels bottle that you would break it open for to have that one shot with. It could be somebody alive or dead. Who would that person be that you'd like to have that Jack Daniels drink with? I'll definitely have it with my mom. You know, but I lost my mom when I was 18. And so she she didn't actually see in person all the, the evolution of her son. And, you know, I, I would have loved that, to be quite honest, to be able to have my mom around and, and be able to call her and say, oh, yeah, mira lo que me pasó. That's okay, yeah. You know, like nowadays I have the joy of having my, my father. He's actually joining the, the Powerful Sundays um, live stream. What? <laughs> for me. Yeah, bro. He's like 80 something and he's like, oye, mandame saludo. I'm actually oh, connected on my TV. That's, <laughs> that's awesome. That's awesome. And that's, and that's something really amazing. But I'll definitely have my mom have a drink with my mom. It would be incredible nowadays to talk to her and about my life experience now that I'm older and to see her point of view. That would be great. Well, man, I'm sure she'd be amazingly proud of what you've been doing. So thank you. So any anecdote that you can share with us, any like backstage anecdote, it could be funny. It could be, you know, it's an open mic here, whatever. Just tell us like a backstage anecdote that really like made you laugh or just stuck to you or someone that you met backstage that was your hero or someone that was really in another state of mind when you met them, whatever you want. So the, the, the most recent experience, as I say, was EDC Mexico. And for me, for a while, it was like, you know, getting prepared for the show and this and making new remixes, blah, 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 get it ready, get in a plane, get to Mexico. And then I say, oh, shit, am I really performing here? What is this? So massive, such a huge event. And I had a, a whole crew uh, with Mr. Power. It was Claudia was coming with me, Mota from Colombia, uh, Cuatro also from Colombia. And then I, I felt I... Yo le transmití all my excitement, my stress, my fear, my emotion to my whole team. And I said, wow, man. So it, I, 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 I didn't, the, the, the crazy thing is that, you know, I have performed for different events that are very massive, but it's, it's been such a long time since I don't feel that kind of rush that I was actually celebrating the whole excitement that was going on me as mr power but then my crew is was all nervous <laughs> we were going crazy you know <laughs> they didn't they didn't uh, 
process the, the information the same way as I did. But they were there with me, fighting with me, and they got all excited. We got to it. We got to Mexico City. We ate tacos with tequila and all this, and we had such an amazing time. That was a, a very uh, good experience, and I want more of that when this COVID-19 thing is gone. For sure. Uh, okay, the next question. Um, this is asked by the previous guest, right, Billy? So the last question was, like, if there was one album you can take to space, and if you were going to be in space for the rest of your life and you can only take one album with you, which one would it be and why? Wait, I have to say, I love everyone's, everyone's thinking right now. Uh -huh. I see like everyone's yeah, everybody's going picture like, mm. on Zoom. Everyone's like, who I would take. So you can write it on, on the chat if you guys want to share with us what you would take to space. So, yeah, solamente Paolo, uno, you? man. Solamente uno. Solamente yeah, uno. Bro, I had to make a choice. Yeah. And don't overthink it, you know? It's got to be something. No, it, I, there's, I don't have to overthink it because I listen to those albums pretty much every, every morning. Uh, on the style Bonobo. Wow. ¿Cómo es que se llama el último disco? Migration? Yeah, Migration. ¿Por qué Bonobo? Why Bonobo? Why that record? I mean, that's, that's like, that's He's an art. He's such a great producer, he, though. He is a great producer, but, you know, you can think of, like, all the greats, and, you know, but why that one? Because he's, like, new school. Yes, that, that album is impressive because this guy combines all the instrumental music with uh, electronic and the jazz and all that, and actually went to see Bonobo live, and I was so amazed how people reacted to instrumental songs. And since day one, when I started making music... I wanted to do instrumental. I consider myself an instrumental musician, producer. You know, I actually bring guests to sing to my songs, you know, as an add-on to, to create a whole different experience. But, you know, when I make a track, it's from beginning to the end, it's, it, it's, it's just an instrumental track. So Bonobo, for me, it's, it's, um, it's just magical. And I actually had the the blessing to do a DJ set with him here in Miami. Um, and, and it was incredible. Vicente Garcia, I have to say a second one. That's yeah. my second favorite album. You know, like, bro, it's, it's like a morning ritual. Oye, episode number 20, I think, or 19, was Vicente Garcia, Pilita en la Musica. If you guys want to check it out, the guy is, yeah. I, I could see why you would take him to space. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I would uh -huh, take him. Uh -huh. I, I mean, the record. Yeah. Uh -huh. <laughs> it's okay, all good. Okay, feeling, it's all good. Okay. <laughs> so, um, what question would you want to leave for our next guest, Mr. Power? My question will be, what's your mission as a musician? And what do you want to live in this world as an heritage for uplifting? So, like, what, what do you want to leave behind? Yeah. Your legacy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I like that, cool. man. Well, I was going to say that we don't know who the next guest is, but we do know who the next guest is. So I'll just take this opportunity to let everyone know that our next Jack Daniels Presenta Pilita en la Musica Virtual is going to be next Thursday, next week. So that's a week from tomorrow with Drumroll. Buscabuya! <laughs> nice. Yeah, we're excited about that. Yes. Just like we've been a fan of you since day one, you know, there's so many great artists that push the Latin alternative genre and 
the different sound, you know, just like you bring Electropico, they bring their own kind of mm -hmm. sexy trip hop, you know, R&B, new disco, whatever you want to call it. It's Busca Buya, you know, it's like, just like your sound is a very specific sound. Like when I hear a remix, I'm all like, uh-huh, without even knowing who it was, this sounds a little like Mr. Power, you know. Uh, and even like today, um, I was telling Jose and Pili, you know, I had to go get lemons for, for, the, for the drink. And I went to the corner supermarket. It's kind of like a little... Wait, I thought you had an organic lemon tree in I your do, but it doesn't have any right now. I'll take a picture of it, but it doesn't have any lemons right now. So I walk into the supermarket and I'm not BSing you. I sent you the video, right, Toto? You got the, the video, Mr. Power. I have that. I'm going to post you it. You got to post it. Can I walked in two minutes into me being in the store. They play a Mr. Power song on the speakers in the store. I was like, it, it, yeah, it's like my head exploded. I'm like, okay, this is, I've never heard your song in a supermarket, first of all, let alone at the same time that I'm going to be in the supermarket. I was all like, it was just kind of exactly. mind blowing. And, and I'm all like, let al alone the same day that you're going to interview the yeah. musician that you're listening to at the supermarket. I'm all like, very powerful signs, right, Mr. Power? Very powerful signs. Very powerful, <laughs> very powerful. Very so, let, let's see, let's see, let's see. I'm going to go through the chat right now and pick the number seven question. Let's see. While you do that, I'm going to read some of these comments because they're so good. Daft Punk's next album is Mr. Power Inspired. <laughs> um, someone said... Uh, Respect to Daft Punk. Wait, and there was, there was one that was so good um, that it, someone said something along the lines of Mr. Power is the next... It's a new renaissance, man. Amen, Mr. Power, an alternative for God. Oh, my God. Yeah. Wow. You got some good fans here. All right. So I needed this. So we're, we're going to go with this question for number seven, just because we talked about it a little bit before. And um, Gustavo asks, how did you go from ACDC and rock to menudo? Well, by the way, Gustavo is wearing an ACDC shirt. Eso. We see that. It's right there. Wait, what's the other way around? It started with Menudo and then went to ACDC. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. Still, how do you go from Menudo to ACDC? But you know what? Like, I can relate. That's what we do when we live in the Caribbean. Correct. Correct. And for me, it, it, was, it was a whole visual experience, too. You, know? you, you mentioned like, also that you had siblings. How many brothers and sisters? We're six, six wow. brothers. Oh. And you are this. in the middle or your youngest or oldest? I'm number five. Wow. Okay, so then, yeah, you did have other music collections from these older brothers. Mm -hmm. How did that influence, you know, the whole change going from, you know, say, oh like from Menudo to ACDC? What's amazing, because um, I actually live in the 80s here in the United States and got that influence. You know, I was probably like five or six and I live in Alabama. I don't know why <laughs> we ended up in Alabama, wow. okay. but we spent probably like three years there. And um, that brought like that fresh, you know, cooling the gang era, listening to that. I like the way he radio. starts dancing when he's just thinking of the song. Get the money. All esas canciones are amazing. And then the combination of that with my mom nostalgic tracks from Venezuelan music, listening to that in the car, and then combining that with older brothers being a little more rebel, listening to Michael Jackson and listening to Kiss and all the, the rock era starting. And, and then 
for me, I don't know how I got into Menudo because I was actually living in Alabama. How did that tape got to Alabama? That's, because that's a I, nice I think mystery. like any Latino, you, you couldn't, growing up around that era, you couldn't get away from Menudo. You just yeah, it's, pro it's probably that. I even had a, a pajama with a glitter Menudo. <laughs> Um, you like Guidis? <laughs> yeah, my sister had that. Yep. Crazy. <laughs> oh, you got to do a throwback Thursday photo. I would um, totally um, wear um, that right now, man. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. All right, so I will totally wear it. Uh, we do want to thank you from the bottom of our hearts for the time, and thank you've you. helped us so much promote this today too. We love how involved you get in everything you do. We love you. We love Claudia. We love the world that you've introduced us to, and we cannot wait to see. More of Mr. Power and more joy with your music and, again, your colorful, vibrant mundo. Thank you. Thank you very much. For me, it's been a, uh, an explosive and powerful experience because I have two of my favorite people, Aww. you know, from the world interviewing me together, <laughs> you know, on a Wednesday <laughs> with a lot of friends connected through technology. It's, it's just mind-blowing where we're standing nowadays and and i'm gonna remember this for forever <laughs> wow because it's, it's it's just a a whole new thing going on and and you guys are leading the experience to be able to connect with with uh with the crowd and with the artists and and come up with with meaningful you know interviews that actually develop stories Thank well, you, Mr. Thank Power. You to Jack Daniels. Yeah, that means a yeah. Lot. and that's the other thing too. It's like when earlier before we started a little text message, you know, and I know that you and Jose from Jack Daniels knew each other from back in the day. A long time ago. And then all of a sudden, oh wait a minute, we know each other. It's like it's like you know, again, this relationship, you know, with Jack Daniels and Jack Daniels and the music and how they, you know, support the artists that, that are pushing the envelope and doing different things. So also thanks to you, Jose and Jack Daniels, for everything that you guys do, not just to support Pili Rolo en la Musica, but just to support music in general. Because when you think about like rock and roll and, you know, the Stones and watching Keith Richards with that bottle of Jack and Slash from Guns N' Roses to today with Electropico, with Mr. Power and all the other artists that, that we've had on the podcast. It's amazing to see what a brand that you guys still come with it and say like, no, we value the music, we value these artists, and we want to push it forward. So thank you, Jose, to you and to Jack Daniels. Thank you guys. And it's nice to be back in touch with uh, Mr. Power. Yeah, we go back a long time. <laughs> so it's good yeah. to reconnect and, and see that you're you know a fan of the brand. And to everyone for joining in, thank you all so much for listening on and supporting music and Jack Daniels. Yeah, man, you're bringing smiles to people's faces. And, you know, these days when we all need interaction and that human connection, you are going above leaps and bounds, man, because the vibe and the energy and the joy that you bring for us, we can't thank you enough. My pleasure. Thank you so much. Gracias for checking out our podcast. Hey, and special thanks to Ulises El Licenciado Lozano for our amazing theme song. Our mix and recording engineer, Mario Diaz. Our artistic director, Dak. And can't forget about our sponsors, Pili. No, Raul, Sure Microphones. And Jack Daniels, gracias for supporting La Musica Latina. And for more information and other episodes, be sure to subscribe to our podcast at Pili, Raul, and La Musica. Hey, make sure to tell your tía, abuelo, primas, everybody to subscribe. A todos.